Life is often so busy, taking us here, there, seemingly everywhere. When you are unable to make it to church, we hope you are fed and nourished by listening to the preaching of God's Word wherever you are at the moment. In the meantime, take care and God bless. Last week when we started right here, one of the things I did is I handed out a ministry booklet. And so if you were busy last week or if you were online and you didn't find it, you can stop by and get one of those. I did talk about in my sermon the importance that we begin in earnest. And I said it's important to get into a small group or learning. That's how a big church feels small. Also, how we till the soil. Even those of us who have done this for quite some time, when you read the Holy Scripture, the Holy Spirit grafts something new onto your heart and also your experience in your life, the things that happen to you, the things that don't. I also talked about as long as I'm your key leader, we are going to do all things and all discussions therein with kindness and understanding. I talked about how I want to be a member of a church. I want to lead a church that is markedly different than what we experience out in the world. The world is not all bad, but I think we can do better in the confines of our St. Andrew Lutheran Church as we live out our faith and daily life. I also gave out some homework. Those of you who weren't here were thinking, I'm glad I missed it, because this just sounds laborious. But I talked about how you should pray. Pray before the meal. Pray before each and every meal. If we hope our children will grow up and have an active prayer life and faith life, if we don't pray, you're spitting into the wind. Pray before you go to sleep. Pray when you wake up in the morning and thank God you did. It's one of those things, husbands and wives, people who date, people in a family, you have to communicate. That's true with God as well. Talked about serving, talked about being mindful of others and being, well, just a servant and do kind things. Now, this is a reoccurring assignment. This isn't like, okay, one week, Lilliard just went crazy, but this is how we live out in faith and daily life. This is a recurring thing until the day that we draw our last breath. Now, I didn't ask you to send in some videos. That would have been kind of cool, but actually, I've discovered TikTok. Now, if you don't know what TikTok is, you're just a little bit behind me. I'm one of the last people to join it, but I can quit any time I want. But my children have talked about blocking me because I think everything is funny, and I send them, my wife showed me, and I think it was 25 in a row within about 10 minutes. And so I'm a little addicted. But I can write it off because I'm going to use it in my sermon, so professional expenses. <laughs> About people doing kind things to one another. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Yeah? yeah? Thank you, man. Hey, so I didn't tip you on the app. Okay. Um, because I, um, I like to do, like, different kinds of tips, so I got, I got something here for you. No way. Yeah. But, okay, I'm super curious. Yeah. Take off the towel. No, I wanted to give you this. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm being serious. You have one yet? I don't, no. Well, no, this is I for don't. you. Holy cow. I, wow, that's, that is real. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, I'm completely speechless. 
Hey, man. Can I give you a hug? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude. Yeah, those, those are hard to get these days, so I figured I'd just buy some and tip them to uh, delivery drivers. <laughs> Wow. Here's another. I'm at home and I'm hungry and I can pay back tomorrow. You have no money on you? No. Yes, yeah. Oh, Don't worry, bro. It happens. Grab whatever you want. You know the line? Yeah, he's in the line. Is that enough? Okay. Bro, right. I give to you, okay? Right. Hey, bro, I pay for him, right. okay? This pudding bag, please. Oh, How much price this? How much is for? You got it? You got him? Yeah, okay? I got it. Uh, 15 and you know I like things in threes. So that was a cat and someone caught the cat. If it was at the Vikings or the Twins, it would be the best catch of the game. <laughs> so I don't care if you tape it or not, and some of you and myself might be cynical enough to wonder why people tape that. But they're doing something to tape. They're doing something that can be taped. Welcome to Start Right Here, Part 2. There are two psalms today, chosen specifically for Jan, but all of us. The first is Psalm 121. It's also my favorite. I lift up my eyes to the hills, for where will my help come? It's my favorite because my father chose it without telling me before he preached at my ordination and said, this is it. And still is. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? Because the truth is, I, you, really need help. I am lost. I am scared. I'm worried. I'm sad about many things. But why does the psalmist look up to the mountains? Well, in the Old Testament, God living on a holy mountain is a significant theme. If you were God, wouldn't you want to live on a mountain? especially when people are always at your feet in Colorado. God also has a timeshare in Hawaii and Belize and all those other places, but wouldn't you want to just go up in the mountain and look at the beautiful things that you created? The psalmist actually answers the question for us, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And so as I think about this psalm, I make it down into bite-sized nuggets, and I think, so let me get this straight. The creator of the world is always at the ready to help little old me. 
You created those beautiful skies, the mountains, the seas, all the beautiful creatures and animals, but you care about me? You betcha. But not so fast. Many people in almost every corporation and organization promises good and fast, reliable, excellent service and coverage. What specifically, what specifically can I expect from the Lord on a consistent basis? Well, God will keep us from all evil. I thought about this for a little bit because I like to be realistic. I like to be clear about our expectations. So does this mean there's no evil that assails us? There are those who do read the Bible and they will say that that will happen. But I don't know where they live. I don't know if they ever leave their bunker. This to me means that all the things that are evil are not coming from God. I believe that God gives all good gifts. And the things that happen to me, that assail me, are not from God. They are from the devil, or they are from other people, and sometimes I'm just a chum alone, and I bring evil upon myself. But I like to know that there is an almighty God that will not add to the already huge burden that I have. Doesn't that comfort you? The one friend you know you have that will always, always have your back. Multiply it by a million, and that's God in your life. God will never be away from the office on another line with someone else on vacation, sick. I can't seem to not be sick or sick and tired of always being on call. Isn't it great to be a consumer during a pandemic and thereafter? My word. I called our insurance company in the medical sense. And I called a couple times, and each time I was on hold for 35 minutes. They have the worst music in the history of the world. At least play something, like a song, not some little jingle. And then someone's voice comes on, and every time the voice comes on, you think, this is it, no. And you get let down like 25 times. I don't know. There might not be anyone there. They just forgot to flip the switch. I went to a restaurant in town. I'm not going to say what it was. And this one person was serving everyone at the bar. No, it wasn't a bar. I went there for food. Don't spread a rumor. And this person had to do all these things. And at 4.30 in the afternoon, there were a lot of people that were thirsty around the bar. And this was a huge task. And this person was doing all things and carry out and this, that, and the other thing. And somebody said empathetically, boy, you need some help. And the man said, well, the person who was supposed to work with me was supposed to come in at 4 o'clock. But now it's 4.30. But that's kind of the pandemic thing. People just come in when they come in. And I think, well, I'm so glad that whenever I need help from God, I'm not put on hold. That I don't have to wait in line. I don't know how God does it. Listen to your prayers and my prayers and everybody else's prayers at the same time, but thank goodness, thank goodness that God is never away from the office or says I can't find enough help. 
Furthermore, the Lord is your keeper. In other words, God is your protector and guardian and the one who watches over us, the one who takes care of us, the one. That's not being lucky or fortunate, my friends. That's being blessed. That's what this is about. That you and I are blessed. You know the buzzword that's been around for a while when people say that they're blessed? That just means what they're connoting is they realize that God is good to them and they're not fortunate or lucky. They don't create their own lot. That God is gracious and abundant. I love it. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Now, here are two distinct options. Here's number one. I want to read this together, all right? Everybody, this is the participatory part. Let's go. Let's get out of our slumber. Come on. If I'm on all the drugs I am and I'm still doing this, you can help me. Number one, three, two, one. I am going to do my own thing. I am going to blaze my own trail. I think I will be just fine if I rely upon my own strength. I will resolve to do what I think needs to be done, and I will see how it all turns out. And if it turns out poorly, then I will reach out to the Lord for help. You know why I had you read that? Because it's as true for you as it is for me. Because we're smart. We're educated. We are Western suburb people, and we got this. Our kids are above average, and we're just fine. Or, number two, together, I think it's best for me to hook my wagon to Jesus. My family lives in North Dakota. I never have, but maybe a little something came along. I hook my wagon to Jesus. There are two distinct options, and I'm not ceasing to be a Lutheran, but I've been a Lutheran long enough to know that there's some intentionality when we live our faith with Christ. So where are we going to go? Yogi Berra had a great tongue-in-cheek. When you come to the fork of the road, take it. But he was just smart enough to be sarcastic. There are two distinct options. At some point, at some point, and I would say daily, we figure out who we're going to follow. Who are we going to listen to? What periodicals are we going to read? And we say that we're smart enough to sift through it, but things that don't harmonize with me are things that are not good cause this dissonance in me that's just not helpful. And so I have one more, one more TikTok. I'm not going to have a sermon with a cat and not have a dog because I'm a dog dude. And so here you go. You want to talk about hooking your wagon to Jesus? I think that you're about to go on a walk. Now, one more time, listen and watch for the word go. I think that you're about to go on a walk. So Jesus would say, I want you to go and feed the hungry. Boom. 
I want you to go and help the poor. I want you to go and promote justice and peace and the good things in life that I ordain. Not just when it affects our bottom line or something in our household, but for all things that God says do. I want you to go. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Let us get out of here when it's over and head for the door like that pooch. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Why would we praise the Lord? Because no one, nothing in all the world is better or greater or more faithful or more loving or kind and gracious than God. Go ahead, try to find it. You will fail. And when you truly realize how great God is, in addition to saying yippee and thanks so much and hot diggity dog, how else might we give thanks and praise and celebrate the wonderful love of God? Well, that would be music. I like quotes, people smarter than myself, without music, life would be a mistake. This guy was a rascal, if you want to have some things that put some salt in your teeth, but also is brilliant. Without music, life would be a mistake. If I were not a physicist, I would probably be a musician. I often think in music. I live my daydreams in music. I see my life in terms of music. Einstein, he had the hair for it but he had the heart for it as well. Music is a shorthand of emotion. Am I close here, musicians? I'd rather write 10,000 notes than a single letter of the alphabet. Good thing he wasn't a preacher. Today, even if you don't know where you're going to get to know her, and even if you haven't seen her, you've felt her presence. Jan Maldon has been a part of this staff for 38 years. That's a mighty long time. My late mother was an accompanist for choir probably that long, if not longer, because as long as my dad served, my mom played until the day she died. I know a little bit about it. I'll probably get some correction because I don't know all things, but I have been paying attention a little bit. When you accompany, when you are on the piano, it's important about time and tempo and about pace. You are with a conductor, kind of a triangle. He or she was conducting, but if the person who's playing the piano isn't working in concert with the conductor, well, then you just have a train wreck coming. And there are some accompanists in the world, not Jan, who say, I'm in charge of this train. But the word accompanist means that you accompany. You are not the most important, but you are very important if you don't do the right thing. It's also about volume. It's about your presence. Now, not Jan, but other places. I've been other places. 
Sometimes you have someone who's on the piano and he or she doesn't want to make a mistake and so he or she goes very slowly and then this piece will never end. And if there's a mistake, I think for the most part in any part of music, it's too slow, not too fast. Not that I want it over, but music is to be lively, even those things that are a little bit softer and melodic. But then there are also people who accompany who are a show pony. And really what they want to be is they want to be a soloist. They just happen to get this gig. And look at me, I'm Sandra D. I do know enough to know that Jan Maudlin has been excellent in all those regards and more. I also know, because the Maudlins are very dear to my family, almost family, I actually think family, the papers are in the mail, that she worked really, 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 really hard. Anyone who's really good at anything, I don't care how good you are or how great you are, they work. I don't care athletes, I don't care about Einstein, he was always thinking about something. And Jan worked so many hours. And if we figured out what we paid you per hour, we should be in jail. <laughs> Thank you for all the time. But also I will say two things. The choir knows this, some of them more than others, is that for 38 years, the woman who sat here also typed many things on a computer to keep you connected. Because not that I'm saying that conductors might not be the best communicators, but sometimes, <laughs> maybe sometimes like senior pastors, you're kind of like, well, I got people for that. But you kept them connected into information that they needed, support, and guidance. And she was your heart and soul, yes? She was your heart and soul. Lastly, most importantly, I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know this woman, Jan K. Maudlin, very well. Everything she did here, everything she did with email, all the conversations she had, all the different directors and conductors who were great and were here and were transition, everything she did, everything she does is to the glory of God. Everything. Great peace. God is so good. Great choir. God is so good. It's a beautiful thing. I just want you to know that for 38 years, she's been helping you listen to great music. But more than anything, it's done with the right purpose and the right countenance. And I think that's noteworthy. Not putting in the time, but knowing in whom we are spending our time. So thank you from the bottom of our heart. Now to make this one last quote ring true. When words leave off, music begins. Amen. We hope you found this week's message helpful as you think about how you will live out your faith each day. 
If you would like to support the ministries at St. Andrew Lutheran Church, you can do so by having your credit card information available and then texting a gift to 952-260-9007. Thank you, and God bless.